0: Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Wouldn't it feel amazing to make $52,000 in one month? I can answer that question for you. Yeah, it does feel amazing. And I just did it. In December, I closed $52,000 of sales. In 16 days, I did it with no paid ads and all organic marketing and relationship-based selling. And I want to share with you what I did to make that happen so that you see what's possible for yourself in your business. Because we're all working together here to make this world a healthier place. And I want to support you in however I can so that you know how to do it for yourself. So... January 18th is the day that I am teaching the masterclass. It's happening at 4 p.m. Eastern, and I would love for you to join us. So please go to the show notes, click on the link, sign up, and I'll see you on January 18th. Hello and welcome. I am here with my friend Jillian Floodstrom, and she is about to share some really cool, powerful stuff. We've never had this in this group before. Jillian's going to talk to us about a weekly review that you can be doing Every week as a business owner, which is great because I've been talking a lot to my clients lately about what you need to be doing as a CEO every week in your company. And Jillian's about to tell us not only that, but she's got a freebie for you that is basically going to tell you what you can be doing in this weekly review so that you know what it is. So you're not just sitting around going, okay, this is my weekly review. She's going to share with us today during this talk. And she's got that freebie that she's going to give you that shares with you everything you need to know for your weekly review. So Jillian, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I love to talk about this stuff. I know. I know. You and I can nerd out on this forever because it's so much fun to talk about sales and business and growing your business. And not only is it fun to talk about, it's fun to do, right? Totally. Yeah. I love it. So speaking of doing, let me just share with you, I want to read Jillian's bio because it's pretty impressive and you're all going to be like, whoa, I want to learn from her because she's got some really cool stuff to share. As a seven-figure entrepreneur, Jillian has created, launched, and built five different businesses in three different industries. As the founder of FND Insurance and Financial Services, her current business is one of the elite few that was chosen in all of the state of Washington to be the preferred provider by the Washington Health Benefit Exchange and has been featured regularly in the media. From forensic biologist to health insurance broker and entrepreneur to international business owner, Jillian Floodstrom is a specialist in helping her clients mitigate the feelings of overwhelm, chaos, and confusion when it comes to leading and growing their businesses. She is the host of the upcoming Scale Your Small Business podcast and frequently does presentations for small business organizations, as well as being on the board of directors of a national nonprofit dedication dedicated to raising funds to support people living life with threatening health conditions. With a relentless passion for efficiency, organization, and strategic planning, Jillian has dedicated her time and her business to helping and inspiring small business owners to become more productive, more aligned, and more in control of their future. Wow. Jillian, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Thank welcome. you. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, this is like, you're coming with some absolute experience that you're about to share because you've done this not just in the same industry, but three different industries.
1: That's I impressive. know. It's It's exciting to see where a lot of different businesses. So we all have different businesses, but there's a lot of things that are similar in every single business that whether you have one or many, you can do the same thing over and over again.
0: Oh, so it's a lot of the same systems and processes that you get to implement regardless of the industry or the business. Totally. That's really helpful to hear. So yeah, Jillian, tell us what is, so you've identified some patterns that you've been able to see in how you get to operate in your business so that it's the same regardless of the industry. Tell us about that. What are some of the things that you've seen? So one of the biggest things that I do every
1: single week is a weekly review. And this sometimes looks different for different people. What I run into a lot is sometimes you don't have two hours. Sometimes you only have five minutes. And so I've created a checklist to, just be a quick reference. So if you're like, listen, I've only got five minutes to bust something out. What should I be doing right now? And so I have everything for five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, 15, half an hour, whatever it is, whatever time you've got, there's time where you can get things done versus scrolling on your phone.
0: Yeah. Which is probably what most people do when they're like, I don't know what to do. And that's, you know, kind of what everybody resorts to because it's a time waster. So even if they only have five minutes, a weekly review can still be really effective. Absolutely. Wow. So tell us more about the weekly review. I know that this is something that I've taught a lot about. I mentioned it here a couple of minutes ago, because as the owner of our business, as small business owners, that's, that's what we are. We kind of are the owner, the CEO, we wear all the hats. Why is it important to have a weekly review or, or like what I've been teaching my clients, like having a CEO meeting with yourself? Why is that important? I think
1: it's really important because these are the things that just get put off. And it's just like, You're focused on so many different things. You wear so many hats. There's so many plates spinning. You're like, I'll get to that later. But really by pushing that away and not managing it, Mm -hmm. it definitely comes back and it like rears its ugly head. And you're like, dang it, I didn't mean to forget that. Now I've let somebody down. And so by doing this consistently and the more you do it, the faster you get. So if you look at this and you're like, there's no way I can get all that stuff done in 30 minutes. These are the things that I do, have been doing them for years. So it's just a matter of repetition. You're just going to get faster and faster at it. For example, like the first one, five minutes, clean up your area. Okay. So if your office is a mess, mine's a mess because I just moved into this new space. If I turn this camera around, you guys would be like, whoa, what's going on over there? But once you get everything dialed in, you know, just spending five minutes every single week, even if you've got a massive mess, it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And by doing those bite-sized
0: chunks, it's not going to feel overwhelming to you. Love that. I think that's such a simple one that people wouldn't even consider when they're thinking, I've got all these things to do, like cleaning up. isn't. But I agree with you. I used to be a high school teacher. And when I was a high school teacher, that's what I did every day before I left my classroom is I tidied up. So that when I walked in the next day, it just felt like a whole different experience. So I think our physical environment has a lot to do with how we show up in our business.
1: Absolutely. And I think by cleaning up your area, you might find that missing sticky note that you were looking for, or it might be a trigger to remind you of something that maybe you forgot. You're like, oh, I'm just going to put this in a safe place. And then that safe place disappears. And you're like, I don't know where it's at now. By cleaning up every day, you can find those things that might have fallen on the floor or fallen through the cracks, anything like that.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's a good one. So that's if you just have five minutes, that no matter what, you can still get something done that feels like you're moving forward.
1: Totally. And there's a couple other ones that go along with that. So first up, clean your area. The second one, put everything in a pile. So -hmm. if you have stuff strewn everywhere, just get it all into a neat pile. I know sometimes even cleaning up can be overwhelming to people. So if cleaning up is too hard, just move your trash can closer to the pile. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this big, massive project. It can just be something simple to set you up to be one step closer to what you need to do. Then if you have time within that five minutes, just brain dump everything out of your head. And I always tell people just keep writing because there's more stuff tucked way in the back that needs to come out. And if you don't have a pen in your hand and writing it down, it's just going to stay stuck.
0: Right. That's a good one. Having that brain dump and just getting all of it out. Totally. And even just like you said, moving the trash can closer, like that's progress. Totally. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think that sometimes people forget that those small windows of time can be the most effective amount of time too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is there, I want to hear more about what is covered and what you suggest in the weekly review, but out of curiosity, is there a time during the week that you feel it's better for people to do this? Like, Do you suggest they do their weekly review on a certain day? What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I always do mine on a Sunday, but that's just because I normally work Monday through Friday. So I feel like Sunday is kind of the day that I get things ready for the new week, kind of get things lined up, get all my stuff laid out. So that way when I come to work on Monday morning, everything is laid out, ready to go so I can just jump straight in. But really you could do whatever day that is potentially your Sunday. Could be a Friday, could be a Tuesday, just depends on what your schedule is like.
0: Got it. Okay. So whatever works best for you, really, there's no like.
1: It's just being consistent with it. So whatever day you choose, make sure it's always on a Tuesday versus, Mm -hmm. okay, this week I'm going to do it on Saturday. Okay. Next week I'll do it on Tuesday. And then the following week I'll do it on Monday. You want to be consistent. So you're building that habit of doing it every single week.
0: Got it. Okay. And what are some of the other things that you suggest in the weekly review? So if you have extra time, so we're going to jump from five minutes to 15 minutes. So
1: you're going to do those three things that I mentioned previously in the five minute. But also you want to review your previous calendar or planner pages, whether that is if you're a digital person or a paper person, you want to review any upcoming calendar events. So maybe something that you might have forgotten about. I use the 43 folders. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but I always look through my 43 folders This is a big one. You want to empty your voicemail. You want to empty your inbox. Now, I know a lot of people are like, I've got 56,000 messages. There's no way I'm going to empty my inbox. And I get it because I used to be that person too. But just a little bit of time every single week will help whittle it down. So that way it's way less overwhelming. Mm. So you also want to reply to text messages. Because I've noticed that a lot of business owners are like, Oh, I'll get back to that text message. But then it just sits there while someone's waiting for a reply. So it seems silly to put that on the list, but it's so important. Voicemail, inbox, text messages. Yeah,
0: that's a big one. Now, how do you avoid, because to me, if I have 15 minutes and that's one of the things that I'm going to do in these 15 minutes, doesn't that create more tasks when you clean out your inbox or reply to texts?
1: So it depends because if you are a digital person We use Gmail here, so depending on if you're an Outlook person or a Gmail person, a lot of times moving those emails onto my task list is just a quick swipe, and so that way I know it's someplace safe, or I've scribbled it down as part of my brain dump that, oh, don't forget to call so-and-so. As long as it's documented somewhere, I move on. I don't actually do that task right then because I'm not in the middle of doing tasks like that's not what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm just trying to get everything out of my brain, get things checked,
0: you know, put somewhere safe so I can come back to them. Right. Okay. sounds to me like that's a key. At least that's what my brain heard, which is you're not doing the things right then. The thing you're doing is clearing your inbox. Exactly. But you're not actually responding to all the emails and doing all the things. You're just organizing. Exactly. Okay. Yep.
1: Because that could lead to a huge distraction. So if you've only got 15 minutes, you can't spend it going from your text messages to Instagram because that's not going to work because you're going to get totally distracted and scroll. So you just have to be mindful of that. And when you feel yourself saying, oh, I should go here, you've got to steer yourself back and say, nope, I've got these things that I'm supposed to accomplish first before I do anything else. I've set this time aside. Let's do it. Got it.
0: Okay. So staying focused is really a big totally to that part, for sure.
1: And I think that's why this checklist that I created, selfishly for myself, but now I'm just sharing it with people because it's really helped me. But having this checklist to say, nope, Jill, stay on track. You've got to get, you've only got 15 minutes. Get back to what the list says to do. Right. I find really helpful for my ADD brain. And I know not everybody is like that, but for me, it's been huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, again, staying focused is like, Otherwise you're going to get distracted and you're going to try to do a million different things. Totally. Yeah. I love it.
1: Okay. So what else, what are, what else are we doing in the weekly? Okay. So now we're going to jump to the 30 minute chunk. So we've got the five minutes, we've got the 15 minutes. So the extra things that we could add to that list is, you know, that paper pile that you created during that five minutes where you just kind of pushed everything together and made it into a pile. You could sort through that pile and put it into categories. So that could be like bills to pay, emails to respond. You know, there's always piles. I'm a piler. That's just kind of how I am. So I like to sort through that pile and just put it in different spots. Just even on my counter, like there doesn't necessarily have to be like a fancy filing system that goes along with it. It's just putting everything into like piles. I will also write my weekly to-do list. So that's like looking at like, okay, what's <laughs> on deck this week? Uh-huh. Um, so that way I can make sure that I don't forget anything. Like if there's a specific task that has to be done on a specific day, you want to make sure that it gets done that day. Mm-hmm. So I tend to highlight that on my to-do list. Have you ever heard of a waiting for list? No. So I have a special file that goes along with my 43 folders that is my waiting for list. So let's say that I sent something to you, Nicole, and I'm waiting for you to respond back to me about it. That task, that piece of paper, whatever it is, is sitting in my waiting for folder because I'm waiting to hear back from you. So I know it's safe. I know where to find it. So when you do respond back to me, I can just grab that out, finish whatever I needed to do, and get it rolling on to the next person.
0: Got it. So yep. that's a that's a folder that's like in limbo because you can't, totally. do it anyways, until that person gets back to you.
1: Exactly, and then I'm also going to review the previous week's to do list just to make sure that there isn't anything that I forgot.
0: Mm-hmm. And are you writing? Just a, a I guess a a nitpicky question, but do you right. write these or is this a digital list that you're creating? So
1: I handwrite, and I know that that's kind of weird because I love. I mean. I'm that mix of like paper and digital, but I really like to write my to-do list by hand. I just feel like it's helps me remember the tasks more. I don't know. That's probably not the right word, but I just like to write it by
0: hand. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I do the same thing. And yeah, ultimately, yeah. the reason I do is because I like to cross it off. I know. A <laughs> little I dopamine hit it's always like, helps. Yeah. 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 So, There's something about doing it on digital that just doesn't feel the same. So I, I like yeah. to cross off. Yep. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people, but I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. That's awesome. Now I want to hear about these 43 folders, but I want to finish the, the rest of the weekly review as well, but you've mentioned it a couple of times. So I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so let's find a good spot to put that in, but what oh, else for are you sure. doing in the weekly review?
1: Okay, so now we're gonna shift over to the 60 minutes. So we've done all those things and we have a little bit of time left over. So we're gonna review our project list. So something that I do is when I have a big, huge goal and I know that this is a massive project that's not gonna take me a day, it's probably gonna take me a couple months, I'm breaking all those tasks down into two minutes or less so I can get them accomplished. So I always wanna review that project list and make sure that one, I haven't forgotten anything that I was supposed to do or something hasn't come up that I need to add to that list, but also making sure that every single project is kind of like running a marathon beside each other. I want to make sure that one isn't moving forward faster than the other because I usually have multiple projects happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you want to review. You want to look at your someday maybe list. So that's something that you're like, hey, I'd really love to take this course, but it doesn't come out for another six months. So that, again, sits in a folder and waits for me. So just take a quick peek at that usually less than 30 seconds just to say, hey, is there anything in there that I'm contemplating, thinking about that needs to be taken care of? I'm just looking at it and moving on. My 43 folders, so we're going to circle back to that. I'm also going to schedule my next week's weekly review. So remember when I talked about that you want to make sure that you're doing it consistently every single week. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that you're carving out time on your schedule, just like you would a client appointment, because this is important. It's something that you want to be doing every single week. So treat it as such, just like you would a client. So you're going to book time out on your calendar and make sure that you've got that time as sacred. This is a big one for me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm an Apple person. So if there's any sort of an update, I want to make sure that I take the time to update not only my computer, but my phone. Because a lot of times those updates are security bugs and things like that that really are important to be updated. Then the other thing too is you want to empty out your trash. So I always tease people and say, today I get to be the CEO, but tomorrow I'm going to be the janitor. And so this is something just... A simple action of not only emptying your digital trash, but your physical trash is such a good feeling when you shut the light switch off and you're done for the day, knowing that your trash can is empty. It sounds a little goofy, but let me tell you, it's pretty awesome.
0: It is. It's such a good feeling just to have things neat and tidy and cleaned up. And when you walk back into that space, the feeling that you have makes a difference. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So it sounds like checking in was part of like checking in with all your folders that you've had and kind of following up like where are we at with this one is part of that process. And then just doing all those little tidying up at the end and and dumping your digital trash as well as your physical trash. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. And when you say you schedule the next week's weekly review, do you, does that mean you physically put it on your calendar so that you know exactly when it's going to happen the following week? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And do you always, you said you always typically do them on Sundays. So Mm -hmm. is it a standing appointment in your calendar or does it kind of have some flexibility with where it goes?
1: So it usually always happens on Sunday, but sometimes the time might vary. So if I have a meeting or I have some organizations that I volunteer with, and sometimes those Zoom meetings are on Sundays, so I might have to adjust things a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's always on Sunday for me. Okay. Got
0: it. So do you consider Sunday a working day? Really? I feel like
1: it's more of a prep day. Like that's when I do my grocery shopping. Like I get ready for the week. I do my meal prep. You know, I do all the things. Sunday is just kind of my like get ready laundry
0: day. I yeah. Guess. Be ready for the week. Get ready for the week. Yeah, that's huge. That's awesome. So okay, so where are we at with the weekly review? Is the trash taking kind of rounding yep. it up? That's kind of it. Now I have had people that have offered additional suggestions. So I think
1: that's awesome. Take this checklist, make it your own, adjust it. So it fits with you. You know, you can create the same thing inside, you know, a Google drive spreadsheet as you're trying to figure out, okay, Jill had some things on there, but I want to add my own. So you could absolutely add your own, make this entire thing
0: work for you. Yeah. Okay. So take it and customize it to what's going to totally. work for you. Now, yeah. what were the, can we do a summary of the steps? I know first it was clean up and tidy your area and we kind of yep. ended that way too. So I like that the, it's bookending what's going on in between. What are the summaries of the steps in between? So I would
1: say you want to just review. So review and reply is probably the 15 minute one. Yep. When you have a little bit more time, so 30, that 30 minute block, you definitely want to like sort Take the time to write down your weekly to-do list, review your brain dump, kind of move things around however you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's more review. You know, you're reviewing your someday maybe list. You're reviewing your projects. You know, you're reviewing things to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. And then I feel like the 60 minutes is more like scheduling for next week, updating, you know, emptying out that
0: trash. Mm -hmm. Right. So basically keeping it simple and not doing any of the tasks that you're going to do during your work week, but cleaning things up and getting yourself ready for the week is really what this is all about. Preparation.
1: Totally. And I don't know if anybody else has felt like this, but I have set myself up for the week and I'm like, I'm going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. And then you get into it Monday morning and then something pops up and you're like, okay, well, I was going to do all these things on Tuesday, but I guess that's not going to happen. So I feel like preparing myself for the week, allows me to even like bob and weave even more because I've got my list. You know, maybe I had this stuff set aside to do on Tuesday. That's okay. I can divide it up and put it on Monday and Wednesday and Friday to make sure that it's still getting done. But now Tuesday's free to do whatever, you know, popped up.
0: Okay. So ultimately, yeah, that makes sense because if you're prepared for the week and you're feeling good on Monday morning and something does pop up, you, you feel a lot better about handling it because you've started your week off in a way where you feel really good about it.
1: And less stress, too, because I think that stress comes from, oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting something. Oh, my gosh, I'm letting someone down. Oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, did I remember to do everything? And when you've got that all written down, you'll feel confident that, mm-hmm. okay, this thing popped up. No matter what happens, it's okay because it's all in a safe place. It's in my planner. I know where I can find it. When things calm down and Tuesday's over, I can jump right back where I needed to be and make sure that everything's realigned where it should be. Love that. So tell us about the 43 folders. Okay. please. So this is like one of the goofy things that I do that I feel like is huge. So pre-COVID, I was always getting like tons of invitations, wedding invitations. You know, I want to go to this conference. I want to do these things. You know, there was just a ton of stuff that was in a pile in my office. And I'm like, i got to do something with this. So what I did was I took 43 file folders and I made mine hanging. And here's why this is important. So it's one through 31. So each file has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then January through December. And then I have a couple extras because I have, you know, the someday baby list and waiting for and stuff like that. But so you have your one through 31, and then you have your January through December. So what you do is you take, let's say it's January 1st. So you're gonna have the first folder and then 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, February, March, April, May. So then as you're going through every single day, the morning when you get to work, you look in that folder, see if there's anything that was date specific that needs to be done on that day, pull it out, do it. Maybe there's nothing there. Then you just put the first behind February. Mm -hmm. So then it's automatically moving every single day. Or when you come into the office on Monday, you can move Saturday and Sunday back because most of the time there's not a lot of stuff that happens during a typical work week on Saturday or Sunday
0: you'll move to that way. Other.
1: Yeah. So that way, if you get those invitations or you have an email that you're like, I really want to sign up for this course, but it's six months out and I'm probably not going to remember. It's going to get stuck in my email somewhere. Just print it out and pop it in that folder. So that way, you know, okay, here we are January 31st. I'm going to look at February and see what needs to be sorted. What's happening in February. Then mm-hmm. you can take that chunk out of the folder and divide it into the one through 31 and you'll never lose anything again. And it's a safe place That you know, if your best friend's wedding invitation, you're like, where the heck did I put that? Check your 43 folders. It's right there.
0: So all of this requires physical because it's physical hanging folders. So you would have to print the email and put it in whatever day it is that you know that you would need to address that thing
1: but you could also recreate it digitally. So if you, you could create the same thing in Dropbox or G drive, whichever you use, I'm a Dropbox person, but you could create the same thing by making digital folders. So you could move your emails into those folders. If you're like, okay, I've got to reply back to Bob's email on February 15th. You could just slide that email into the folder and that way you know where it's at and it's safe. They
0: could all just be digital. Totally.
1: Yep. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of a hybrid. A lot of people are like, I'm either paper or I'm digital and I'm kind of both, which I'm totally okay with because then you get to play with Q planners and you also get to have your technology and use everything on your iPad too. So yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit of both too, but it sounds like you're very sophisticated with your relationship with a lot of these digital devices and these platforms that are available to you and you've maximized how you use them for efficiency. I really think if you're going to pay
1: a monthly fee for Dropbox or G-Drive or whatever you use, you've really got to maximize it and get your money's worth. So Mm -hmm. I've really dove headfirst into all these things and like,
0: okay, what else could I use this for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that because so many of them have so many other features and we're just using it for one thing because we needed it because somebody else was using it and that was the easiest way to transfer files or whatever it was. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of other things that they can do for us.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep. They can organize just about anything that you need. Any good tips on how to learn a lot of these things? Like do you watch YouTube videos? Are you kind of a self-learner?
1: I mean, definitely I have probably the most knowledge is YouTube because it's free. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times the companies that you're purchasing something from, they have like a huge YouTube library too. but I think it's good to get like a different, you know, versus the manufacturer of whatever the program is and to get regular people that are like, Hey, listen, this wasn't Dropbox was never intended for this, but this is what I use it for. And here's an idea that you may not have thought of
0: before. There's
1: so many brilliant people out there that create things and you're like, dang,
0: that's so good. I'm going to steal it. Right. Right. And they've put it on YouTube for you to do just that. Totally. Yep. That's awesome. That's well, this is super helpful because I know, as a five time business owner, I know you certainly understand the value of having this weekly review. And for a lot of people that are in this community, you know, they're just starting out. And I, I know how valuable this was for them to hear taking that time every week to just prepare yourself for the week and really treating your business seriously the way that it needs to be treated. I mean, the, you're you're a business owner. You need to dedicate this time to yourself, to your business and starting your week off right. Absolutely. You want to turn
1: that business that you've been, maybe that's been a side hustle into a full-time gig. You've got to get these good habits started early. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you just have five minutes, it's okay. You don't have yep. to have three hours.
0: Just yep. do one thing is putting you that much closer to getting it's- everything done. I heard just this week, some advice that I've heard many times before, but it was just louder this week than ever because the universe is speaking to me. And it was whatever you want to be a year from now, start doing the things that that person does now. Absolutely. So what are the habits? What are the traits? What are the, you know, actions? And if you start doing them now, you're attracting that version of yourself closer to you in this moment. It's not, well, in a year, I'll start doing those things. Start doing them now. Things like the weekly review. If you want to be a successful business owner, do what other successful business owners do and start doing it now. Even if you just have five minutes, like you said, maybe you just start with the cleaning up your space and maybe that's all you do for a couple of weeks in your weekly review until you get a handle on that and you're pretty good at it and then step into the next one.
1: Or just move your garbage can. Yeah, there you go. Or just you know move what? Your doesn't have to be, you don't have to jump into it and do a full three-hour weekly review. It could just be like, you know what? This garbage can and this recycle bin are not in a convenient spot in my office. I need to move them closer to my desk yeah, I so them. you just chuck stuff
0: over my shoulder and into the can. Yep. Keep Gotta keep make it work full 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 for you. And start now. Exactly. I love Soda. that. And as someone who is a seven-figure entrepreneur in building five businesses in three different industries, what are maybe like the top two pieces of advice you would offer to somebody who is just starting out, just first-time entrepreneur building their business?
1: I think there is so much information out there, but you have to be careful to not get bogged down by it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're learning from or whatever you're doing, let's say that you're gonna you know, get a Dropbox and you're like, okay, I'm gonna jump full force into this. Make sure that whatever you're watching, learning, that you're actually doing it. Because just taking in too much information and not actually doing anything with it is not effective. You've got to move. And that's what the I think the best part of entrepreneurship is, is being able to bob and weave and do all the things quickly and efficiently. And so there's so much information that we have access to, but you've got to actually do it because then you'll decide, maybe that's not the right thing for me. Maybe I don't, maybe I don't need any of that stuff. But you got to learn that right away so that way you're not spending months, you know, diving into it, going down the rabbit hole and realizing, oh gosh, this was, this is not for me. I don't need this.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Cause if all you ever did was watch YouTube videos and read about it, you don't actually know until you've done it yourself, whether you really want to do it.
1: Well, and we can try to plan as much as possible, but sometimes you've just got to dive over the edge of the cliff and build the plane on the way down. You'll figure it out. You know, things come to you when you're like, okay, we're going for it.
0: Yep. I love that. Yep. So any other advice that you would love to give beginning entrepreneurs? I would say form good habits. Start in the beginning,
1: get your weekly review, get your habits formed. Because when you have come from maybe a corporate America where you've been told a certain way to do things the entire time and now you're responsible for doing everything, that's a hard transition. So getting these good habits created right up front and knowing that, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to work. I'm going to do these things. And no matter what happens during the day, I'm going to make sure that I get these things done is going to be a game changer for
0: you. I think that's really, really profound advice. Cause I think that is one of the biggest shifts for people is you are the boss and nobody's telling you what to do. It's your job to tell yourself what to do. And that's, That's a very different shift for people than what they're used to, especially if they're coming from corporate, you show up and you know what you're supposed to do because the job responsibilities have basically already been given to you. And now it's up to you. And I think that that's one of the the toughest parts. I was just talking to somebody about that this week. They said, you really just, you get up and you just do the things that you're supposed to do every day. And I said, I have to, I run the business. Like (laughs) there's no choice. And they said, but nobody's telling you what to do. And I said, that's one of the toughest parts as an entrepreneur is shifting into knowing how to have that self-responsibility.
1: Totally. You gotta take the trash out because if not, it's just gonna get bigger and bigger until it spills out. And I tease people about the trash all the time, but it really is a huge thing. It just kind of
0: lifts that weight. Yes, it does. It's uh it makes a difference. Like you just feel better. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, this has been so amazing, Jillian. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this powerful advice. It's all these little things, these little nuanced things that make such a difference in our experience of growing and building our business. And what you shared today was really, really powerful. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this was awesome. And then everybody, I want you to make sure that you download um, Jillian's worksheet. She created this checklist for herself. Super powerful. And now you get to access it as well. And it's going to give you all of the different things we talked about with the weekly review, whether you have five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, regardless of the time that you have, this is something you can and should be doing every week. So download that checklist. It is in the title of this talk. And where can they find you, Jillian, if they want to check you out and your world and and get involved with what you're talking about a little bit more? Absolutely. So I am Jillian Floodstrom all over the internet. I'm super active on
1: Instagram. So that's the best place to catch up with me if you want to send me a message chat offline about, Hey, I have a suggestion for you to add to the weekly checklist. I would love that. So definitely check me out there, or you can always check out my website at jillianfloodstrom.com
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I know everybody got a lot from this. I did as well. So thank you for showing up and sharing with us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye everybody. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening.